0: So we've been going through this book. Once again, you're listening to The Kennedy Profession on the Crusade Channel, which is the last live radio station standing. And uh, if you don't like free stuff and you'd rather pay for it, you can go to shop.mikechurch.com. We have the book for sale now. Copies just coming in from 10 books. I'm going to skip a little bit ahead here in the book. Uh, There's a little bit of uh, theological insight baseball for about 20 pages after around page 30, which is fine, but it's not really relevant for our conversation. Uh, chapter 12, though, this chapter is called Like Liberalism, but not liberalism. Liberalism, but not like it. I imagine uh, there was something sort of lost in translation there from the original Spanish. It sounds a little bit witty, but it's a little bit uh, truncated in the English. But in any case, talking about the effects of liberalism and how it works, the author says, and the author, you got to put his name in Spanish, by the way, uh, apparently, we just had uh, a winner, Alberto from Florida. Now, Alberto, if you uh, already have a Spanish accent, then that would have been easy for you to get that. So good job. Good for you. So we're going to send Alberto a copy of Liberalism Is This. And you see how easy that is? Yeah, yeah. Come on, Alberto. Let me hear you talk. Hey, Kennedy. How you doing? Good. How are you? What's the name of the author? I'm... Um- uh, his name is Padre Felix Sarda y Isalbani. Padre Felix Sarda Isalbani. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Have you Have you ever heard of this book before? I have. Um, one of the the gentlemen at at the priory I attend recommended it to me uh, last okay. Sunday. Actually, it's a good book, um, and it's really easy to read. So I'm glad you called. Thanks for calling in. Are you a subscriber to the station? I am. God bless you, sir. We'll see what happens, people. When you when you sign up like Alberto, you get free books, and you uh, you get red pills for free in the in the form of those books, so you can learn how liberalism is a sin. Thank you so much, Alberto, for calling. And uh, you have a good day and God bless you. My pleasure. Likewise. See ya. Bye bye. Well, there you go. Really simple, Alberto. You got the book. Pretty simple. You could have been. You could have won the book, but you didn't call in because you were lazy. Well, that's your fault. So. Chapter 12 says, to affect a confusion of ideas is an old scheme of the devil. Not to understand clearly and precisely is generally the source of intellectual error. That's pretty astute right there. Uh, not to understand clearly and precisely is generally the source of intellectual error. So uh, for those who are, are worried, for example, about Ron DeSantis, okay, he's off on the vaccine, Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, It is troubling that he doesn't understand how the vaccination works uh, and that it might be an issue. That's a problem. So I'm not suggesting that we're going to be laissez faire with politicians who are off on it, but... There is a difference between being confused on something uh, or at the same time willfully being ignorant and spreading things. So we'll give the guys like DeSantis a benefit of the doubt. That's in my opinion. The book continues. It says, it is easy to lay snares for the intellectually proud as for the innocent. That's true. For some, liberalism consists in certain political forms. For others in a certain tolerant and generous spirit opposed despotism and tyranny. For others, again, it means simple, civil equality. For many, it becomes a vague and uncertain sentiment, which shapes itself into opposition to all arbitrary government. You see there the roots of liberalism in so much of what we call both leftism and what we call conservatism. Officially, you have your liberal parties. So, in Canada, we literally—I mean, the the liberals are called the Liberals. Same thing in uh, in England and other places. And that's a very explicit form. So, what is liberalism? You ask the average Canadian or average—you know—average Briton or whoever, and they say, "Well, it's the Liberal Party." That's kind of what that means. For others, it's a certain tolerant and generous spirit opposed to despotism and tyranny. Now, the thing is, there's nothing wrong with being opposed to despotism and tyranny. The point the author is trying to make here is people think that being opposed to despotism and tyranny is a liberal idea. Again, liberalism contains truth because all errors contain truth. That's why they're attractive. You wouldn't have an attractive error you wouldn't have an attractive heresy. You wouldn't have an attractive uh, – um, temp- it, w- it wouldn't be tempting if there wasn't something tempting about it. So if you're someone who is attempting to live in accordance with the truth as best as you understand it, then clearly there's got to be something attractive and truthful about the idea. Hence why the dis- the deception by this sort of liberal mentality is let's pretend that um, – opposition to despotism and tyranny is a liberal idea. And you see this even amongst, listen, I love that, uh, writings of that guy, Jeffrey Tucker, I've talked about it before. Um, but I know he's sort of a classic liberal in economics. Um, and I've learned this on the air. You were listening a few days ago that he himself actually is a traditional Catholic. Uh, he's, you know, he was raised Southern Baptist and he's a practicing faithful Catholic. So he's definitely not a social liberal, but I was listening to him on a podcast, really good podcast. And you know, he was talking about how, uh, you know, this way that we've been doing things is a is, a, is a, a turn back to the Middle Ages. Now, definitely, historically, there's nothing wrong with admitting that there might have been, obviously, errors in various medical practices and things. That's just kind of, you learn knowledge over time. You know, some cultures are more advanced than others in certain things. That's fine. That's not the problem. Uh, but... Uh, You know, he kept saying that this sort of true uh, liberalism that was opposed to tyranny and despotism was the answer. He's not wrong that uh, opposition to despotism and tyranny is the answer. But he's wrong and liberal thinkers are wrong in that that's a liberal idea. That's just a natural law idea. Everyone has an authority based on their station. If you have children, you have authority based on based on that. If you're a teacher, you have authority based on that. If you're a politician, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And Christ tells us in the Gospels that all authority, you know, when he's standing in front of Pilate, you have authority because it's from above. Authority is baked into the cake, there's authority everywhere. But the natural law, the Ten Commandments, basic common sense, et cetera, would tell us that we obviously don't obey things that cause us to sin. We don't have to put up with uh, grave injustice. You don't have to have blind obedience. And as we heard in the last hour talking about the Illuminati, uh, blind obedience is is uh, is an idea of these secret societies. It's not a Middle Ages idea. That's why it was revolutionary. The myth is from the so-called Enlightenment that it was the Christian era that was the era of blind obedience. That's not the case. I, I, again, uh, we'll go into more here in a second the book that talks about how governments can make different forms. So, yeah, you could have had a despot monarch, and uh, you know you could have had a father of a child or, or father of a family who was saint so-and-so, king of wherever... And then his grandson turns out to be evil. I mean, we see that with King David and we see that with his son uh, Solomon, who ends up basically dying in a pagan state. You know, in fact, many of the church fathers believe that Solomon was actually damned. But during his life, uh, he had the divine inspiration to write various books of the Bible. So let's figure that out. Anyway, the point is, uh, it's not wrong to say that it's good to be opposed to despotism and tyranny. And that's one of the tricks of the devil, because, well, then... What do you do if you're a conservative thinker, a right-wing thinker? You say, "Wow, that whole protesting, that that's very liberal. It's like, well, no, if it's evil, you can protest it. That's fine. It's just whether it's evil or not. It says, for other, it means simple civil equality. Again, people say, well, I'm a liberal. What does that mean? Oh, I just think everyone should be able to kind of do what they want. That's libertarianism. For many, it becomes a vague and uncertain sentiment which shapes itself into opposition to all arbitrary arbitrary government. Listen. I don't, I am as, I'm, you know, you know, Dave Ramsey, he's that famous uh, money guy. And he was on an interview and he said, and they said, what's your political affiliation? He says, I'm about, I'm about to the right of Genghis Khan. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm as right wing as it gets. Uh, but I, but that's because one of the reasons I am as right wing as it gets, because I want good authority, not arbitrary authority. Arbitrary authority can go pound salt. The author continues, he says, in the first place, no political form of any kind whatsoever, whether democratic or popular, is of itself liberalism. This is an error that Christians got to be careful with as well. And uh, my fellow trads, a little inside baseball here for the trads, monarchy's awesome historically in a lot of ways. But here's the author of the seminal work against liberalism saying, you can't just say something's liberalism just because of the form he says forms are mere forms and nothing forms are mere forms and nothing more forms of government do not constitute their essence their forms are but their accidents their essence consists in the civil authority by virtue of which they govern whether that authority be in form republican democratic aristocratic monarchical so pure democracy is an evil majority rule but representation and voting is not actually anti-Catholic. It more matters the scope and it matters what you're voting on. Um, You know, in theory, you could have a mixed regime. Anyway, that's a whole other conversation we'll get to in a second. It may be an elective, hereditary, mixed or absolute monarchy. Even monarchies, people don't, a lot of people don't forget this. A lot of monarchies, they had voting in them. There could be a council that could select the next monarch. They voted. These various forms of themselves have nothing to do with liberalism. Any of them may be perfectly and integrally Christian. If they accept beyond their own sovereignty the sovereignty of God, if they confess that they derive their authority from him, if they submit themselves to the inviolable rule of the Christian law, if they hold for indisputable in their parliaments all that is defined by this law, if they acknowledge as the basic of public right the supreme morality of the church and her absolute right in all things without her own competency, within her own competency, that's important, within her own competency, then they are good governments. History offers the repeated example of Republican powers, which have been fervently Catholic. Such was the aristocratic Republic of Venice. Such the Merchant Republic of Genoa. Really good salami from there. Such in our day are certain Swiss cantons. I think Mike Church was talking about the Swiss cantons this morning. He's a smart guy, that guy. A government, whatever be its form, is Catholic if it's constitution and you can apply this to the Christian as well, just general Christian, it's legislation and it's politics are based on the right principles. If it, it is liberal, if it's basis is, if it bases its constitution, it's legislation and it's politics on rationalistic principles. So here's the thing, my friends, I, I, you know, if you ask me, How would you snap your fingers and have a new form of government? I would say, uh, bring on the saintly Kings. Honestly, who doesn't, I mean, (laughs) you know, you could be the most, uh, you know, my vote is my power. My vote is my sword kind of person. But if you were a big fan of the Donald, let's be honest, you were really hoping some of those, uh, You were really hoping some of those um, like Donald Trump QAnon predictions were true. You were hoping that he was going to descend from a helicopter and like come down with Rambo and take back the country. You wanted that like you were okay with that happening theoretically. Why? Because you wanted to see your guy be in charge. And that's normal. You should want your guy to be in charge. And hopefully you're a moral person. And that guy is moral and can be in charge for a long time. This is, it's a normal human reality uh, to want something like monarchy, to want something like stability. So historically the right governments that we've seen, they were mixed all fairness to the uh, experiment of North America. Mike church was talking about this this morning, this morning, there was reluctance among certain states to join the union because they were too big. That makes sense. It's not an easy question to figure out how do we have representative government, which all good monarchies did have to a point. Again, most good monarchies were, well, all, I would say all good monarchies that functioned well, they were representative in some, in some way. So kings had very limited power. This whole divine right of kings thing, it's not an ancient concept. You see it coming up after the, you know, the Anglican split and so forth. Um, because what this author is telling us is that what's essential for a properly functioning government is that the government itself obeys God's laws. That's the point. So if you have a small nation like Switzerland, you can have the Canton system, essentially. If you have a small city-state like Genoa or Venice, you can have a Republican system. But you exist within the wider system of Christendom. So what's a way forward for us? Because this is something that I, I wrestle with. There's a political party here in Canada... It's relatively new. They've been in one election. It's called the PPC, not the CPP or the CCP. Uh, It's the PPC, People's Party of Canada. You can look it up, People's Party of Canada. Uh, And their platform is actually half decent. Uh, They're run by a man named Maxime Bernier. He's, you know, I wouldn't call him a libertarian. He's just sort of a classic actually kind of conservative guy. So if you look at their political platform, their main things are freedom of expression. Yes, is freedom of expression all the way through an error? Because obviously we don't believe that blasphemy has rights. Sure, but the point of it is against censorship of truth. That makes sense. Public finance, austerity, cutting taxes. Economy, encouraging investment in private enterprise. That's good. Uh, Indigenous issues, which is a huge problem here in Canada. His ideas are basically we're going to we're going to cut a check, all the reserves are going to get the money that we owe them historically, and then after that everybody everybody pays taxes. That's true equality. He's right on that. Veterans, standing behind the men who sacrificed for our country, it's a matter of patriotism. He wants <coughs> excuse me. He wants to promote the Canadian identity, ending official multiculturalism and preserving true Canadian values based on their various provinces. I like it. refugees, prioritizing persecuted groups that are actually being persecuted and that can integrate best in the country. That makes sense. Reducing immigration levels, promoting oil and gas, stopping with all the uh, world policing and focusing on the security and prosperity of Canada when it comes to foreign policy. Rejecting alarmism and focusing on concrete improvements to environmental issues. Again, global warming is a total hoax, but you can pollute, and that's bad, and you want to take care of your stuff, conservation, there's nothing wrong with that. Getting rid of uh, interprovincial trade barriers. In Canada, it's very hard to trade certain things. He wants to revamp the uh, healthcare system. Uh, Cement the firearm rights, etc., etc. Anyway, the point is, this guy, I've looked through his platform, I, he's he's Québécois. He's probably a lapsed catholic i mean that most of them are um but he believes in democracy and all these kinds of things a lot of the stuff he says i'm like that kind of sounds like a liberal error liberal error but when i look at his platform when i look at his platform it's pretty common sense he's appealing to the natural law the other day we had eric sammons on and uh Eric Sammons is known for being – and he, he admits his his political views have changed a bit. Actually, we should probably have him on. I'll, I'll, I'll message him. Have him on to just talk about his views on what he calls natural law libertarianism. Because, folks, we're in a position now where I understand things are so dire in the political sphere and – there's always this sort of mentality that okay, we should never have to do with federal politics and you say, "Ah, oh, but at the same time so and so is pretty good." It's not a it's not an easy answer what you're supposed to do depending on where you live. It's not an easy answer. It's going to be a matter of circumstance. That's just that's just the hard reality. Is there's not there's not a one uh, a one size fits all with this equation. So if we're going to have any sort of common sense real government, we have to advocate for the natural law principles. And in fact, it's probably better to call them natural law. We should probably almost—that's something we should think about in our political uh, conversation with other people. We should—I think—we should probably stop using terms like Judeo-Christian. We should stop using terms like biblical values, and we should start saying things like natural law principles. I think we'd probably have more fruitful conversations with people because, as we read in *Liberalism Is a Sin*. Sure, certain forms can lend themselves more easily to errors because obviously if you have a liberal-minded political class, then democracy, so-called, is an easy way to get people to do revolutionary things. That's true. At the same time, though, you can look back and you can find certain kings and you know monarchs who got caught up with the liberal mentality and they made their country get all liberal through monarchy and in a sense they were able to do that pretty easily uh, because as you can imagine if you have a more of a more of a, a powerful apparatus behind your authority then you can implement things in a less organic way so there's pros and cons so if we want to have fruitful conversations with people about politics And if any positive has come out of this lockdown, I think it's been quite positive insofar as you have people that would never get together a year and a half ago. They could not not sit in the same room and have a conversation about politics because it was going to be all, are you left wing? Are you right wing? But today, it's come down to, do you believe in reality? Do you not believe in reality? That's what it is. And the Corona hoax... As maddening as it's been, and believe me, I'm still living in the most locked down region in North America, and it's nonsense. There's no, I think our mask mandates, I don't think there's any end in sight. I don't know what, I don't know what I'm going to do when I have to stop uh, telling shop owners that I'm not putting a mask on. I might just have to say hello. It's weird. I still haven't worn a mask here in a store. I did where I went to the hospital. Anyway, point is, um, in order to go forward, Using this wisdom of liberalism as a sin, which we'll continue next week. And congratulations to Alberto for winning a copy. Using this logic, the, re, the 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 necessary substance is the is the is the principles are the principles, and we can't win over a lot of people now by saying Christian values, etc., because that's too inflammatory of a topic. But I think if we use the term natural law, and we appeal to people's greater Or more common understanding of what's right and wrong, which we all have. We use the circumstances of government overreach is bad. Here's example X, Y, and Z. And here's a more commonsensical approach. You know, I think that we could probably have a way forward through this mess and come out as people who actually have their heads screwed on straight and believe in reality.